from the hosts that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast uh, on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. <laughs> we're we're three seconds in and mike is over here just just keeping it together yeah, he's doing a great job fine. folks yep you're good. doing so good to be here in your you not only are you here we have so many people with us today it's gonna be a wonderful podcast people i'm not talking 100 words for me i'm already up to nine go on. already up to nine yeah <laughs> He's at five. All right. So, folks, we got a great show for you today. Yeah. Um, we got a great new... show. <laughs> we do. There's a number of things going on. Sure. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. Um, we have a additional person helping with the producing. Mike, you want to uh, tell us anything? Oh, I can't Not throw Mike. the mic. What are you doing? I was saying this mic. Yeah, Mike, the producer. You said don't go to him. I know. That's why I was joking, because he just told us not to throw to him. All right. Uh, we have Jade with us. Uh, Jade is a producer uh, in training, I guess, with The Ringer. Jade, how are you? Jade, who do you work for? Is it The Ringer or Spotify? I work for The Ringer. Yeah. How come we don't get to work? This is such bull crap. <laughs> Not for you, Jade. That's, We're that's, happy for you, mad for ourselves. Um, do you? How much do you love sports cards, Jade? Oh, one to ten. Um, I'm gonna go about a fifteen, just based off of visuals. Wow, just off the visuals alone. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. play in traffic today, and now I'm not gonna. <laughs> now you're not yeah, gonna do Jade those just things. Made my day. Is this your first time being on a podcast, Jade? Do the other people throw it to you ever? Honestly, no. This is like my fifth She's time natural. within my yeah, she, ringer experience of yeah, being, very natural. Um, you know, hopping on. So you're you know, a pro. I feel like a natural you, now. Oh my goodness! Well, a little, I, little cocky. If go you're ahead and go ahead and give up on your dreams of being a producer because you're going to be a host. That's See, a fact. That's third man in. I'll t- I'll call Bill right now. I'll interrupt this whole vacation. Bill Jade has a real interest in sports cards. Okay, Jade, um, thank Jade, you for your help. Thank today. Thank you. This has been a wonderful beginning to the show, Mike. That's it. I have nothing else to add. Yep. We're Should we good. just go ahead with the rundown or you want to just get into any something. other intro? Nope, I have nothing okay. else to say. All right. Let's hit them with the rundown. Uh, folks, we are going to be talking a number of baseball related topics today, including vintage Hall of Fame baseball movement. We did a little bit of this uh, last. Was it last episode on modern? Modern. We talked mainly modern, yep. but now we're going more into a vintage area, which is a very hot part of the market. We're going to talk uh, again, more news, Mike Trout, Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles, how it's affecting pricing. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a release week change up. We're going to do a recap and preview. Um, there's not a lot going on this week, but we do want to talk about uh, how it's affecting upcoming products. Uh, we have our first interview with Vintage Breaks, Layton. Do you know from his Vintage last name? Breaks. Oh, no, Layton I just go Sheldon. Sheldon, that's right. Uh, I only remember that just because of uh, the show Big Bang Theory. That's only every time. Yeah, it's funny. It. That show and Friends, I hate with such a passion. I can literally <laughs> never get through an episode. Um, we have another installment of Treasure Hunt as well. That went over like gangbusters last time. I'm really glad to to say. And what that means for all you listeners, if anyone's not familiar already, Treasure Hunt is simply we're trying to replicate the uh, pull the excitement of pulling cards 
Uh, by listening to the podcast, there's going to be a secret word given. All you have to do is go to sportscardsnonsense.com forward slash treasure and input that word. What are you giving away? Here's what we're going to do this time, though. I'm not going to do the very first one because someone pulled it up like just right away as soon as the podcast came out. I guarantee before the podcast even came out, Mike was, that's why he's not on today. Guilty conscience. Uh, He sent Jade instead because he's like, you know what? I already cheated this audience once. Nick Shipper was the one who won that actually. Uh, And he asked for an autograph for his kids. So that was sweet. From you? Um, Yeah. And that's me. All right. I think they find uh, the fact that I'm involved in the podcast very funny. So they wanted to memorialize that with an autograph. Um, Awesome. There is a better prize this time. What is it? In fact, it's about $160 worth of prize. Seriously? Yeah. Why not? Look at you just coming out of pocket. One of the cheap. Nope, not cheap. Why do you? One I'm doing a good people. thing. I'm proud of you. I'm what doing are you giving a away? good thing. Uh, remember that guy? I, yeah, I, I, you remember this guy? I still couldn't pronounce the name. I still can't do it. Simi Fehoko? Simi Fehoko? S-I-M-I. Okay. He's a Dowboy. Uh, Dowboy. He's Dallas a Dowboy. Cowboys yep. player. The Dallas Dowboy. So I have an autograph prism. Uh, uh, no huddle. I kept wanting to say hobby. Uh, this is a no hobby prism auto only worth like 10, 15 bucks. So what Jesse means to say in real words, it's a no huddle. What did I say? Prism. No hobby? No hobby. It's fine. You're doing, you know what? The generosity is covering all your, your miscues. There's a lot What's of What's the next? Is that a gold? And then the next is a 10 out of 10 gold. And that one goes Dang, for. Don't get gold? too excited here. Okay. Oh, that just sold for 160 bucks. That's what I, I said. 150 before. Okay. That's a legit giveaway. I'm not going to criticize you the rest of the show. I think you're a great <laughs> person and a scholar <laughs> and gentleman. So that is going to the winner of I the treasure hunt. I feel bad this is Jade's I'm first still, show. This is the middle of the rundown. I got too deep into this. I apologize. We had a great but time, and today I'm miserable. It's nobody's <laughs> fault. Okay. To end the show, <laughs> we'll have pickups, we'll have mailbag, and a couple other notes. There right. is your show. Let's hit them with the big picture. Funny, I'm so happy with your giveaway. I'm so angry anytime you make a noise. I'm it's sorry. Don't, I don't know. talk. I just... yep, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So we talked last week about Jeter, Pujols, uh, Bonds. Who was the fourth? Oh, uh, Frank Thomas. Wasn't Frank Thomas. Why would you ever Doesn't even matter. try and quiz me Basically on Basically like modern day Hall of Fame, modern vintage, which is not Griffey. really a thing. But just, oh, Griffey? and Griffey, my boy. Yeah. Because the baseball market, the current state of the hobby, a lot of things are down. Bases overpopulated. People are sick of it. So we're like, you know what? Well, what is what are like the 20, 30-year-old type cards doing? Mm-hmm. The Pulos rookie being the newest 01. I guess the Bonds 86 being the oldest of that crew on Monday. So today we're going back to even older dudes. 50-50. Half of these guys are dead. Half of these guys are not. Oh, really? Um, you know what's interesting? I did pull up again. I, I just constantly look at the card letter indexes to see what asset class, so to speak, is doing the best. And as of now, it was actually, it was funny enough, golf was beating out vintage. But now, over the last 30 days, vintage is doing the best. All right, so let's give like a, a four-year review. So we're going to start with some big stuff, and then we'll get to more, much more manageable priced cards. Okay. So 1954 tops Hank Aaron. Hanky. Oh, I lied. Three out of these four are dead. I forgot Hank Aaron died last year. So Sandy Koufax, the only one alive. Sandy, he, he wins the treasure hunt for the day. <laughs> Send that to Sandy. Get his address. Okay, fair enough. So the 54 Hank Aaron rookie, uh, Denton did all this research. He went with a PSA 5. Pop is 931. I believe all of these are PSA 5, right? Uh, um, these three and then the mantles are different grades. Yep. Yeah, okay. And the mantles we kept non-rookie years because those are just super unattainable. But 2018... This card was rolling for about 2000 bucks. 2019 about 2200. Mm-hmm. 
Again, interesting. 2020, July of 2020, bumped all the way up to 3,800, which is almost a full 100% increase in price. Yes. But if you compare that to the basketball market, very minimal. Like this is still nothing compared to the movement there. Yeah. But then again, you start to see the bump in July of, and these are also skewed by his death, but July of 2021, all the way up to 6,200 bucks. But then even as of now, so at this point, there is no more reflection of the price. Like Kobe, we saw an insane spike when he passed away. Mm -hmm. It leveled off. At this point, the price for Hank Aaron has leveled off from his passing away. But let's be honest, but, too. Kobe also had everything autographed. And Hank Aaron, there's like 931 of these pop fives. There's just probably not as many autos of whatever Hank Aaron put out there. Uh, true. None of these are autographed, though. You No, no, no. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. I'm just saying, in general, like there's yeah, more Kobe materials rookies. of uh, uh, of Kobe out there. There's more things to collect. Of course, yeah. Hank Aaron has one card that's a rookie. Hank yes. Kobe has 150 variations. But the point being, even July of this year, it's still a $5,000 card. So you talk about the spike that happened after COVID in 2020. This is still up about 50% from that spike, almost 50%. Like that's some serious staying power mm -hmm. with vintage, which is gonna, which is kind of consistent across the board here. Again, he had the anomaly because of that. The other two, though, I think are even more interesting. So you have the numbers on Koufax, right? Yep. I've got Clemente after that. So Koufax is so 55. That is 1955. Okay. Pop count on this card is about 1600 Again, PSA 5. You're looking at, in 2018, July, $550. Insanely cheap. 2019, $660. Uh, July 2020. So here's the COVID bump. 900 Less than not 50%. A huge, yeah, not as huge. Uh, uh, as far as overall pricing goes, there had to be a big spike at some point. But in July of 2021, 2200. Oh, so over two times. It went from nine to two grand. Yes. And this is one of the rare ones that, as of July of 2022, has stuck around. It did two not grand? change. It's 22? still 2200. I think that's a pretty cheap card, by the way. Like for the, oh, really? I'll, We'll ask Leighton. Leighton's been doing vintage probably longer than either of us have been alive or close to it. Mm -hmm. Koufax, all time great. Huge market, the Dodgers, and still living. So again, sad to say it, but there will be that bump when he passes away. Like Koufax is probably the better buy here between him and the Hank Aaron card. Okay. Go Clemente. Um, that's actually, I think that's probably what's great to know for the listening audience is like, what, which of these that we're talking about should I actually go after? Yeah, I mean, the pop is not quite double, but the card is less than half the price and he's still living. I, I think if you're looking for a card to buy and just hold and invest in, I'm That's not, the card I, would, I, want. I wouldn't buy the Aaron. I would, I would buy the Kofax. I'd buy two Kofaxes and save a thousand bucks still. That's yeah. I can't find a flaw in anything you're saying. Not that I normally would, but that's awesome. I don't okay. need your critical thinking today. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. You want Clemente next? <laughs> <laughs> Give me Roberto. Okay. First question is Roberto Clemente alive or dead? Are you asking me because you know, or do you want me to look that up? No, no. Do you know? Uh, he's dead. Okay. Have you ever heard of Clemente? You know why, how I know that? Because you already said it earlier that Sandy Koufax was the only one alive. So that's how I knew that. I apologize. I have heard of Roberto Clemente. You have? Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. So give me the Clemente numbers. Uh, pop count, 909. This He's is 1955. Also, right? 1955. Oh, oh, so same year as Koufax, yeah. PSA 5. So yep. pop count, 900. Uh, July 2018, $1,700. That's funny, by the way. Hang on. 900. Koufax is 1600 that's a huge discrepancy in, in pop count, which is kind of funny from the same year, same card. I wonder why that is. Maybe, well, I mean, I, maybe it goes along with the pricing because uh, he is higher priced. Maybe that's 
Well, now that doesn't no, make that any sense. That would yeah, account yeah, for yeah. the pricing. That would account for the pricing. But if he but, sells more, more people are going huh. to grade it. I just think it's funny. There's no answer. It's there funny. is no answer. Just uh, July 2019. Yep. 2000. Just a little. Started uh, started 18. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 1700. That to, much. Yes. Koufax was like 500. Yeah, he's more than triple. He's always been a lot higher than Koufax. I didn't realize it was that much. Okay. Uh, 2019, 2000. So 300 bucks. What's that? Less than 20%. Okay. 2020, 3,000. Okay. 50%. 2021, 4,500. He's one of these that hasn't like, he's been on the steady and then what's incline. He doing now? Uh, and then 4,400. Basically almost the same. So that's what I mean. I guess like these cards clearly are not moving down. They haven't tanked with the rest of the market. Mm-hmm. What is the major indicator, though, where all of a sudden Clemente spikes again? I don't know if there is one. So again, I would lean toward Koufax here, but I think it's probably a safe investment. Like in five years, I think this card is worth more than it is today. Yeah. Very safe, obviously, because he's not living. It's not like there's going to be some story that comes out that tarnishes his reputation. You know, he's, he's cemented as an all-time great. I, okay. think, I would have to think that the guy, guys who are wondering what changes pricing would have to be something like a documentary or of some kind, but... The only thing is, how do you do that without including also Sandy Koufax or Hank Aaron or something like that? Like these other guys that we talked about, you they'd all get some kind of bump because they'd all be in that general area. I don't even think it's a documentary. I think it, it happens like what happened in 2020. All of a sudden, a ton of eyes come into an area and they're like, hey, Michael Jordan's unbelievable and his card only sells for this. And then influencers say it should sell for more. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's just this mad rush. And then there's a spillover effect. Okay, a spillover. I can't yeah. afford Jordan, but Charles Barkley was in the same same rookie class in cards, yeah, different okay. year, uh, uh, draft class on the court. And it's like, well, yeah, but Barkley's great. Oh, by the way, Ewing is great. You know, Hakeem Olajuwon has a rookie in 86. That's kind of what we saw. And then there's that rationale. Zion is so expensive, even though the dude's played 19 yeah. minutes. I'm just going to go back and buy a Tim Duncan. He's probably never going to be as good as Tim Duncan was. I'll get that. Maybe we see that here. Like, is there all of a sudden like a predominant feeling in baseball? Like, yeah, Julio Rodriguez is having an unbelievable season for a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I'm probably just going to go buy a Frank Thomas rookie. Frank Thomas probably never coming down. And it, or maybe it, it extends even further. You know, Koufax was already one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad this dude threw a shutout. Koufax is a is cemented goat, living legend. I'm just going to go buy his. That is more kind of the reason why we saw the surge in the first place. To your point about like the guys buying vintage and or maybe even modern over ultra modern because these guys are more cemented. What do you like? So we've talked about this before. Ultra modern kind of starts in what? 2018. That's what I count because of the count, the actual uh, number print, print numbers. Yeah. So let me ask, does that change though, as we go forward? Cause it's not, there's not going to be like an ultra ultra modern, right? I mean, it's no, like, again, cause I think it just relates more to the number of cards being printed 2017, mm-hmm. probably 20% of the cards printed compared to 2018 and beyond. You think it's just based on card print, not like the time period that we're in? A lot of it is based on the card print. Because huh. again, that's why we, there's like, hey, where does the base become an issue? Because there's so much. Yeah. It starts in 2018. Look at the numbers. 2017, though, Tatum, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Literally 20% of the numbers of Zion, ja, or of Luca and Trey, then Zion and Ja, so on and so forth going forward. Okay. But yeah, like sense. in 10 years, though, is it like, hey, 2018 is still considered the ultra modern era because the print runs are the same? That, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I is like I can't read the future, bro. What do you, you want from me? I just you know I, I love the speculation, bro. Baseball cards, and you want me to talk about the future? Nah, I don't know. I'm not sure when that changes. Okay. Um. All right. So, do we want to jump to mantle? Now let's just go straight mantle. Again, we're not messing with the 51 Bowman. 
which by the way is becoming. You say it was, you said earlier it was unattainable, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. The 52 tops is, is the unattainable one. Yeah, that's what, oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. This is the Jesse teaser. You're right. I apologize. I like it is attainable tease. and there's a whole story. Coming. We're going to talk about it. You know, maybe we won't. Okay. We're done. That's it. That's your show today. <laughs> Brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. No. So, so here's some other mantles then. 1953, which by the way, the 53 tops card, I would say is his best looking card, period. Can you put these on the screen? Do you have the ability to do that? I have so many abilities and that is one of them. Jade, can you see that screen? No, I want an no, she opinion. cannot see it. Oh, darn it. This isn't going to help them. She cannot see Never it. Never mind. Oh, well, actually, if you really then want again, her to see you, it. No, you know what? Hang on. You here, know. I'll you, zoom. Okay. How about that? And she can see it in the background a little bit. <laughs> Jade, can you see this at all? Can you see that photo? Yeah. A ba- like a barely, but yes, I can see them. Here's the thing. This is actually an even comparison. You know as, <laughs> as much about baseball cards as Jade, quite That's frankly. That's a fair statement. Just based on the look of those cards, which is aesthetically the most pleasing looking card there, in your opinion? Mm. There's no wrong answer. I'm going to no. have to go Two wrong with answers. the middle one. Really? Yes. That's the but one. But I would say the one on the right looks most like a, like a valuable baseball card, if that makes sense. Okay. So like my okay. style, and that's the one, the middle one, but the one on the right looks like, yeah, that's, that's what you would associate card. with. Okay. okay. That's fair. Well, that, okay. And you, Oh, I would have said the same thing. The one on the right, as far as like the card the that, it, but it also has this most similar look to his 52 rookie, in that's my fair. opinion. Um, but anyway, Man, so Jade just rained on my parade <laughs> next time. Just say, the right. I'm just kidding. No, I, so here's the thing. I think the 53 tops is like the best looking tops card of mantle. It's like a portrait artist version. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that one. Just real quick. This is dragging on longer than it needs to PSA three is about 550 of those things of the 53. Okay. Again, 2018, 1500, 2019, 1700. But here's what's funny in 2020, 2300 bucks. Very little movement. Yep. This is a card though the last 2 years starting last year and then or 2021, 2022, 4 grand roughly. It's and it's about the same for that 53 tops. Here's the thing, I've noticed that you comment a lot about 2020 being the big spike. Because that's when it was for basketball and for wax and for the hobby. Well, to be fair, the biggest spike didn't come till like August of the of 2020 for most of those sports. And the biggest spike didn't happen until like January, February for all of this of well, depends, 2021. You had, you had the Jordans happen early. And you, that's yeah. also when you had Gary V. I mean, Gary V reached out to be on the show practically. Yes. Like that's what everybody wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, it cars. definitely started. It definitely did start going up. But uh, remember, we started the podcast in 2021, not 2020. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Good for you. <laughs> you know what? That's why you're here. That's amazing. Yeah, because totally... you did the same thing when we did. Uh, so there's a documentary coming out eventually called The Hobby uh, that features Mike predominantly and me somewhere name. in the background. I gave such a better I like name. That name. No, oh, I like that name. No, I like that name. But I'm giving those directors my all. <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, the The main point was I'm listening. I'm in the living room and Mike's doing interview questions and he's like, "Yeah, the biggest spike came in like uh, July, August, 2020." And you're just and yelling from like, the other room. Nope. No, <laughs> it's like cut that. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, All right, okay. memories. Go back to the mantle. 90, uh, 1953, 2021 was four thousand dollars. Okay, and it's about the same now. Yeah. Okay. I would say, and I think it's probably accepted. Mantle may be the the safest investment in all of sports. 
Which is funny. Oh, Years ago, okay. I always thought like at some point, the old guys who are holding all the vintage are going to die and mm-hmm. people my age and younger aren't. Because I don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah. Bill Russell, I collect. And Jim Brown. Well, Jim Brown's f- for a financial reason. Bill Russell, like I just, he's a Celtic. There's a connection there. Yeah. But I did. I was always like, at some point though, when is it just like nobody cares about these old guys who, like, because honestly, you think about a kid who's 15, mm-hmm. which would make their dad say 40. Okay. A 40-year-old never saw Mantle play. Why would he care? Like, I just, yeah. I always thought, but but I, I'm wrong. Honestly, over the years, it's just, it's a wrong notion. Like, it just hasn't happened. Like, I, I thought it would, it didn't. So I think at this point, Mantle is just cemented as the safest investment in all of cards. It is funny, because after the show, I did start looking up values on cards. Like, and granted, there's a much, there's much more Michael Jordan, so the value would be less sure. on a lower pop count. But to your point about, like, having one of the strongest like staying powers value wise mantle. mantle just a PS well and we'll talk more about PSA ones and twos and threes but the fact that it sells for what it sells for like a three selling for 70,000 a PSA two selling for 60,000 what are you talking about the mantle 52? the mantle the mantle 52 in general I'm gotcha. just saying mantle as a whole yep has That's insane yeah a lot of staying yep. power so two other quick examples later year stuff again more attainable uh 62 tops as a PSA five there's about a thousand 2018, it was 200 bucks. This card has gone up consistently every year to the point where now it's $720. That is insane. You used to be able to go to card shows four or five years ago and get that card for 200 bucks. Wow. And it was all over the place. Like fours, you get even cheaper. And then 1967, again, obviously a late year. PSA one. I'm glad he did this, by the way. He went like mid-grade, low-grade, all that. Mm-hmm. And this was true. Like five years ago, you would be able to walk into a card show, buy a raw mantle or a PSA one or two for $50. That same card now is 120 bucks as opposed to being $40 2018. So yeah, I mean, say what you want about the market in general. Look at any charts you want. Vintage baseball simply has been as consistent a gainer as any any vector. Yep, that's vector the word. Vector and sector. Two different things <laughs> um, out there. Notice how I did not comment on your tongue-tiedness. Okay, you know you can comment on Mike Trout injury news. We'll go to more modern. Let's do Mike Trout injury news. Uh, it's not a big deal. That's the bottom line. It isn't. Uh, Is he coming back? Head trainer, Mike Frosted says that, uh, he underwent MRI exam and a CT scan on his back. Apparently he had had the flare up for the last week or week and a half or so. Um, no strain was revealed. So they believe it's only going to be a few days. I stand by what I said. Judge and Trout missed significant time with injuries this year. Jordan gets figured out by pitchers in the second half. Chubby Devers wins the MVP. What's so funny is that you have said this since we started the podcast that Trout is so injury prone. Happens and every year. Always injured every time we talk about it. I don't him. make up everything. No, you don't. Uh, the only other baseball note I had, the Baltimore Orioles are on like a 10, 11 game win streak. Absolutely out of control right now. Yeah, 10th win in a row. Which is wild. They've got some guys who are tearing it up too. And so just to kind of give you an idea if you're interested in these guys. Um, so the first one, Cedric Mullins. I do need you to look up Cedric Mullins' Bowman Chrome Auto. I don't know his year off the top of my head. I don't remember. That, that might have just been before me. Uh, Ryan Moncastle's a 2015 Bowman draft guy. Moncastle's got 14 home runs, 44 RBIs, batting 270. Like, really good young player. All of his rookie stuff is from 2021 tops for the most part. But if you want to go back to his prospect stuff, 2016. Uh, Adley Rushman, again, having a pretty good year early. I mean, he's only played, he's got, what does he have, 30? Excuse me, 20 games, 30 games. He must have more than that. 43 games played, four home runs, 13 RBI, but he's batting 
Oh, he's batting 216. I was wrong about Adley Rochman. My fault. Adley's a 2019 guy. Okay. 2019 Bowman draft. And then Mullins is playing really well. Uh, you, were you thinking hits. that Cedric Mullins had a high price for his auto for his Bowman Chrome? No, I'm, I'm sure oh. he's dirt cheap. What year is it? Uh, 2018. 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on the the sixth, he had one that sold for uh, raw, sold for fifteen dollars. On the eighth, he had one that doubled, more than doubled, uh, at thirty six dollars. Austin Hayes, the twenty seventeen Bowman Chrome guy, again having a you know, a decent year for them. Trey Mancini. I guess my point is, if you believe in Baltimore, think there's going to be hype. There's literally five or six guys who are super cheap. Rushman is by far the most expensive. That dude is his prospect stuff is still very high, but that is as much time as I ever want to devote to the Baltimore Orioles. But I feel like it had to be done. So, or unless we're talking about the Seinfeld episode where Elaine wears the wears hat. Wears the hat. Sure. And that we will de- devote more time to that. So, Happy so to, to talk about. By the way, I heard on a radio show today. Uh oh. Uh, the Office, much more popular than Seinfeld today. I think oh, that's yeah. probably true. Well, yeah, you got to consider the audience, the age of them, and all that. Makes me sad. I mean, I'm not. I'm okay with it. You know what that means? It means more a smaller fan base for us, and I like that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> because all of our comments are Seinfeld based. Good. Okay. We'll just move over to Office. More more comments there. Ready to do release week. Uh, there's nothing really coming out Friday. Hey, beer me that release week. See what I did? It took me an extra second, but I got that quote in. Lord, beer me strength. Uh, instead of doing like an actual review, like preview, because there's not much coming up, we're going to do a recap of a couple of uh, these all came out yesterday, actually. And then that's not true. Leaf Trinity was last week, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Trinity was Friday. The other two were Wednesday. And then we have a preview of NT basketball. 2021 Leaf Trinity. The price was about a buck seventy nine, buck seventy five. Where's it at now? Buck seventy. Well, buck I, I ripped 69. two cases on the card shop app, uh, just as personal boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to find a better product for the money. Like it's it's really nice. Card shop Junction just pulled the Jason Dominguez. It's a full Yankees logo patch auto. Oh wow! It's not licensed. It's super cheap and stupid nice. I think I, I have three cases left. I'm going to rip the rest of them on there. Okay. For the money, I think it's phenomenal. Our box price on there, I've been just been auctioning personal boxes. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 152 bucks, so like 15, 20 bucks cheaper than retail. Oh. I do. I think it's hard to beat for the money. I really do. Okay, cool. Um, 2021 Chronicles Football. This one's funny. This was 600 the other day. It is now. It was 600 the other day? Is that what we said? Yep. So you said. It's 209. You're not looking at 2021 Chronicles hobby. Oh, well, draft picks. I apologize. Yep. That would make a lot more sense. Hey, Hang don't on. apologize to me, man. <laughs> apologize I'll go, to the I'll audience. go office all day. I was um, critical of this stuff on Monday, though, because I thought, man, for 600, I like it as a break product. I don't love it for the value. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Eddie, and Eddie actually just posted a full case, there I it believe. Is. 589. Okay. So, same price. Actually, really nice. I'm shocked it hasn't come down more just because everything has come down for football because we're off season. Chronicles has been very, very nice. I was, I, I can honestly say I was totally wrong about that. Did one. you see that link that I sent you where the guy, I think it was a box Dude, of I Chronicles. Watched it two minutes. This idiot oh, is yelling a... like a maniac. And then at one point he has no shirt on. Oh, and then he continues to not have a shirt on. Keep your shirt on. You know, what's? Fun? I don't need you topless ripping cards open. What's funny is the first place I saw that was on the backyard breaks uh, okay. page. Let me just and... speak to this too. Here's the difference. <laughs> I don't condone it with those guys either. They're 25 years old and they look like models. Yeah. Good for you like if i was 25 and wasn't fat like i am now i would run around like that too sure they want to do it i don't have an issue i don't need some 
45-year-old dude in his, in his parents' basement, shirtless, wearing a helmet at one point. You should have watched to the end. He literally started crying at one point. I was crying after 10 seconds but of watching the, it. The bottom, the only reason I sent it, he other than seven that. seven Mac Jones autos. Seven Mac Jones autos in, in one case. I thought it was a box, but it may have been uh, a case. Either way, ridiculous. It had to have been a case. Yep. But yeah, that's so insane. Yeah, I was wrong about Chronicles. I still don't love it for the price as personals. Although if you look at the resale too, all all of the variations and stuff are actually selling really well. I would say this. I, I still don't love it as a personal, but if you're going to do it, do it super quick. Rip it, sub it to SGC fast, and get it sold. Because okay. I think even as a personal, based on what I've seen, you can actually do well, which I didn't think I'd say. Oh. Um, the third being Topps Pristine Baseball. This came out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, side note, we actually had the one-on-one wander pulled on the app the other day by flushing breaks. No big this deal. is what Eddie just posted a full random team's break of, by the way. Oh, okay. This stuff was like 340, 350 a box the other day. It is now 380. It's gone up. Yep. Tough to get. We were only allocated one case of this. I could only rebuy one case from distributor. The other distributor had like loose boxes and they were like 370. I, I don't know if they just were selling a bunch on the website. I didn't really monitor. It's actually a pretty cool looking product. I like it. I liked it when I was a kid. This is the first year it's been back in probably, I don't know, 15 years or whatever. Really cool product. I like it. For the value and for the rookie class in there, I think the pricing is decent. Are you trying to text me or you're just on your phone? No, no, no. I was actually just seeing you mentioned that there are breaks open and I wasn't sure if there's actually any just of them still if there are any spots open. Ever heard of it? Well, they're almost sold out. That's mm-hmm. why I was I didn't want to like go and get people's hopes up like okay, you can go. Geo breaks, not so. messing around. Um, yeah, I like pristine. I think you could actually rip it as personals. This is one of the cases too I bought that we're gonna do some giveaways with at the national in a couple weeks. Uh, I really like it as a break. I think it's a very spread out wide checklist. Like almost every team has something that's you know desirable. Mm-hmm. It's an eight box case, so even though it's three hundred and fifty bucks plus, it's not a crazy obscene price, which is nice. Baseball, I still I do find baseball to be one of the best values. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised it's gone up. I think those boxes, if I had to bet in a week, I would say they're over four hundred bucks on retail. And let's also just talk. This wasn't on the notes, but 2021 Panini Prism Basketball. Oh, what's that? Is that under a thousand now? So it's funny that I, I was actually pulling it up. So on blowout, it's still relatively high. It's um, 13, like 50 or something like that. Yep. Uh, but I've seen many other places it's selling for like 950 to a thousand dollars. Yeah, Facebook is like 900 to a thousand. Maybe right 1100. Now. Yeah. Okay. So. I, but it does go back to what you were saying. It's it's funny. I kept thinking, like, why is this down so much? Because we haven't really talked about it. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, you've been saying this forever that it probably would be because the draft class wasn't as hot. It's And it's off season. Same thing with football. Yeah, That's wild, though. It's under 1000 bucks right now. I think if, if I told you the most other day, places aren't selling it for under a thousand. Like yeah. like StockX is selling it for like nine ninety, but then StockX has like a lot of fees that you have to pay on top. So. I've never bought anything on StockX. I bought some soccer cards off of StockX. Uh, my 2020 Sapphire. So there you go. Sounds like a you pro. If Prism continues to drop at the national, I will buy a case, and that's one I just throw in the closet and forget about. Like, I think it's a it's a good value at that point. But oh, for sure, especially considering the price in the past couple of years. And that's actually the last product to talk about. So next Wednesday is 2021-22 National Treasures Basketball. Again, miserable. It's a month, month and a half after the season ends. Um. I am curious. So I'm going to guess these cases are like 15 grand. Well, oh, wait. 2021-22. Oh, you're talking about a case. I have a box price pulled up. I was like, whew. That, that oh, that me means I'm there. low. I'm going to say it's 20 grand. Uh, it is. No, no, no. You, you were probably. 
No, 20 grand. Exactly. For a four box case. Four box case. Yep. What is 20? So give me the two years prior. Two years prior. Uh, so give me so 2020. LaMelo and Ant-Man. So that uh, is 6,600 a box. So. Oh, 25,000. And then your 2019 case, Zion Ja. 27,000. Almost the same. Okay. So those are almost the same. And they're both five to 7,000 more than this. Yep. Yeah, that's not checks out. Okay, I, I would. I I bet this comes down to like eighteen. But I think it, again, so. doesn't that come back to like the people don't feel like the draft class? There's not as much hotness in this pack. Yeah, hype. total hobby hype. We're talking about not yeah. on court. Like I think this class talent wise is as good, if not better, than either of the other two. Yeah, but that's funny. If it's actually if it's twenty, I wouldn't be shocked if it's down to fifteen. Really. Not really. I mean, we're going to give away a free box of this, by the way. We're going to do a free break of this at the National as well. Uh, Eddie with Geo Breaks is bringing one. We're going to rip one for free there. Because I think they're still like, so they're five grand a box. So be a nice little giveaway. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, I bet this comes down. Like, well, I actually want to price check this. Like, I, I would say a, within a week of release, this is down quite a bit. Okay. It's um, everything else is. I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't be. So. All right. So there's your National Treasures. Bam. We did that. Uh, I spent some money this week. You saw. I had them in here the other day when we were live. Went to the local card shop, Shep's oh. Sports Cards. Mm-hmm. Heck of a guy. A little it, too tall for my life. I don't, <laughs> I don't really enjoy being in the presence of men that are tall like you. Sure. I, you're like my one exception to that. After that, I really and just, it, it gets annoying. And then if you're going to have a prolonged conversation with me, just sit down. Grab a seat. So we're eye level. <laughs> not going to hurt anybody. I, that is, okay, go ahead. Yeah. No need for you to speak. <laughs> nope. I, I have nothing to say <laughs> for the tall men of the world. I was going to speak for us, but I've decided not to. How dare you? No. Um, so yeah, most of my pickups were for the office. He had a Fanatics Tom Brady Bucks jersey, which I need. I have the Pats jersey. Bucks jersey. It's an authentic jersey. It's framed up. Three pictures on the bottom. Nice man. I told you the frame job was probably four to $500. Yep. Like, based nice. on what the $300 crap frames cost me. Mm-hmm. 400 bucks. I got that for 2,500 bucks. I was pretty happy with that. It'll be a nice addition to the studio. Um, the treasure hunt word is pickle. Such a creep. Uh, he also had a Larry Bird. What is it like 24 by 18? Again, nice matted frame. Small, photo. Yeah, but it looks, I mean, they both look awesome. I couldn't believe, I actually was surprised how cheap that one was. Yeah, 250 for that one. And it's a Jordan in action picture. He's defending Michael. It looks like it's from that playoff series, but I'm not sure. Do those come with like uh, authentic, authenticity yeah, certificate things? certificate of authenticity. Okay. Yep, fanatics for that. The other one's from the Larry Bird company. Um, I have to judge by the length of his stash. That's how I'll know what year that was from. <laughs> and the mullet. How long was his mullet that year? Um, I like that photo. That's hanging up. And All then right. I bought a random one off pristine auctions. I forget the dude's name. It's the actor who played the great Hambino in Sandlot. Oh, it's yes. When he's calling his shot. The Ham, I forgot you told me you and got that card. And he even signed it like you're killing me, Smalls. It was, a, the, it was $100. I don't care. Here's a fun I think fact. I would be cool for the office. If anybody's curious, that young man, or he's probably old now, he's but he looks us, the right? exact same. He, it's funny. He looks the Is exact same. No, he just, he's always got, his eyes are kind of like dark circles around him. I, I mean, I don't know his personal health. He's going to be at the National, though. So bring your Sandlot DVDs and get him signed there. That is wild. He I does think I have a VHS, probably. Brag about it. Uh, and then I bought two Jalen Hurts cards. It's a National Treasure. It's not the true RPA, but it's a jumbo patch auto and an impeccable patch auto that's a PSA 9 card, 10 on the auto grid. I paid 800 for the pair. It's going on the Jalen Hurts pile. I'm bringing all my Jalen's to the Nationals to try to flip for 20 to 30% more than I paid. But if I can't, I'm just going to hold him to the season because I think he has a big year. I'm going back to the Prestige auction. I'm going to see if I can buy that Pristine. hoverboard. It closed the other night. 
Did it really? I believe so. Speaking of closed, you can open a pack of NFT. That just that comes out tomorrow. It's another one of the big releases from Panini. Uh, brand new Donruss Optic NFT packs. Oh yeah, I forgot we're gonna give that away. Well, you know we might give no, we're giving this away in person at the at the Friday night party in Atlantic City. Oh, you wanted to do it like that? Okay. Yeah, because I don't want to yeah. pick a listener randomly. Yeah, that's fair. First listener to raise your hand in your house <laughs> on our test. Um, Wait, you so want me to just open a pack though? Yeah, I want to see a pack. Rip one open because this. I, I have, we had a lot of activity in that group last night or yesterday. We did. We had a bunch, a couple thousand comments. We gave away, I don't know, a thousand bucks worth of stuff. Probably not that much. So this year, or this product, by the way, I actually think Panini did this better than any of the other NFT releases so far. First of all, the price is only 10 bucks. You get one card. He's doing it right now. Common. Yeah, we get, you get one card number to 99 or less in every one of these as well. So, and the value so far, like they allowed us to rip a bunch of these early the other day. The first pack had like a $200 card in it or something, yeah, Jaylen, right? Yeah, uh, Jalen Green numbered auto was jersey number two. Yeah, the dude got multiple $200 offers. All right, so we have one rare card. You can't see this, so it's very exciting. <laughs> People I should always really like, drag it way, out for you. You know, we can't see. I'm like, you think I care? I want to see the card. I don't <laughs> I, care. It's a podcast. You're here for the excitement. Oh, oh it's the guy from Rip another Five. One. Zach Levine to 99. Boring. Oh, that's a different guy. But again, I do like that they're 10 bucks and that you get one rookie and I believe it's one card number to 99 in every pack. It's by far the best NFT thing. And like I said, whether you love NFTs or hate them, the market for NFTs for the, on the Panini blockchain is actually up over the last quarter. Oh, NFTs yeah, it's in general, doing really well. What is it called when your NFTs in general are doing below toilet level? Is that called <laughs> being underwater? Like what is like, Oh, we have an ultra rare in this pack. Okay, this one hopefully will be pretty good. That could be good. nice. All right, rip. So All here right. we go. So these, by the way, these release on Panini Direct tomorrow for 10 bucks. There you go. We get Gordon Hayward base. And we're going to give this away to someone on at the, the Friday night party. Friday night party. Yeah, and why not? We need to even reference that. Guys, don't forget, go out, buy your NFT. If you want to hang out with us, we'll have physical packs and we'll give away some digital at stuff. Horrors in Atlantic City. On Friday night of the National. They're also bringing athletes who are doing signings. There'll be a famous DJ there whose name we can't say yet still. If right? you want to be involved, though, go to our Facebook group. There is a pinned comment about posting a picture of your NFT and your blockchain ID. Oh, that yeah, way you can be, 20 people. That's how we can enter you into the Hangout Fest. Yeah, because we're doing like a $5,000 break for free. Can we and rip one more? This is boring, too. Buddy Hild? Yep, Buddy Hield to 49. There Do we one go. more. Do one more. All right. The guy's like, seriously, stop moving. Can't even see it. Last one, guys. Get get excited, listeners at home. All right. Well, we can never do this again. One pack and that's it. We can't do these multiple things. No, but it's good. And like I said, this is the best one they've released so far. Not close. All right. All right. Just keep Zion rolling. Williams. Keep rolling. Yeah. Who? We want the rookie at the end. Uh, All right. Scotty, Scotty Barnes, Barnes. That's worth a few bucks. And you're you have a rare. Duncan and- Robinson. Duncan, sure. Raining threes. He, he can shoot the three. <laughs> Anyways, ten bucks. Optic Don Ross go on sale tomorrow. There we'll you go. Them. They're pretty nice. Okay. Um, what else do we want to touch on? Go to the mailbag. Blayton's not here. All right. And nothing else it. to do. We flew through. I had no energy. Now I'm all hyped up on sugar. So I'm all hyped up on goofballs. What did you eat today? While I'm pulling this from this mailbag, have you had anything to eat? By the way, um, I am officially as of today. I'm pre-COVID weight. So, Are you going to say it or no? Um, I am at a solid 417 pounds. Dude, that's 25 pounds down. 23, but yeah, 24. Nice. Yeah, I was at my high was 441. Proud of you. I'm a big boy. Don't don't mind telling you, but um, well, you're also like six five and you're wide. But it's the first time I've been down this low in like 
two years. So nice. That's uh, awesome, man. It's you know keto. I that's all I'm. I've actually been able to stick with it. We'll see how long that lasts. Hopefully through the net. The national is going to be the biggest hurdle. I'm going to do it though. Can you? Uh, can I rely on you? We could just trank you before every meal. That's it. We just bring a random tranquilizer gun every time you try to take a bite of food right in the neck. Just out. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, you're malnourished and dying, but that's fine. No one cares about that part. No, All no, right. No. That's good for you. We got a few questions from Mailbag. Uh, we're going straight to... That's the last sound effect. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. The Facebook. Is that a sound effect or no? I, I, don't, just, said. I just said the words. Ryan Eckerson wants to know, or Erickson, excuse me, uh, has anyone told you that, oh, this is a question, but has anyone told you that you sound just like Oscar from The Office? I've never been compared I to sounding talking like a Mexican-American, so no. I, does, I don't think what? he has an accent. I, was he I talking about you? accent sometimes. This is a dumb comment. Would it be me, though? Because I don't think either of us sound like it. You think you sound like Oscar from, you know who Do Oscar. you think you sound like Oscar? I don't think either one of us do. I think well, that that's guy, why, that's my point. All right. Dumb, dumb statement. To anyway. Start. Next one. Question is, who are some good vintage football players to invest guy? in right now? Yeah. No, none of his business. Go do your own research. <laughs> to answer the question. Football, vintage. Vintage football. I mean, I like the space in general. We talked about that, what, a month ago at this point, three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of room for growth. I still love, very boring picks. Almost always the three big ones for me. Number one is Jim Brown, and then two and three are interchangeable. Terry Bradshaw and uh, Roger Staubach. So you're talking like, what, 75 and 73 for their rookies. Jim Brown's a 58. I even think the Unitas, the 57 Unitas and Bart Starr, I think for who, like for as impactful as they were in the game. What about like Joe Montana? He's, he's got expensive, though. Like he, Football from that era, Montana, Elway, Marino, those guys actually, Jerry Rice, those cars actually got a really a really big bump in price. And they're a lot more population than, they, than the old school stuff we're talking about. So Would Joe Montana be considered vintage? He's a 1981 rookie. So I consider that vintage. Okay. I don't know. I, I guess that falls into like that made-up category of modern vintage. Yeah. But like Jim, the other three guys, like I said, all-time greats. I mean, Jim Brown is like an icon, period. Like, civil rights, all of that. Like, Jim Brown is like a larger-than-life guy. Movie star in his prime, like, and obviously, I would say the greatest running back of all time. So, yeah, those are my... Not to mention, by the way, so just to look back, you ever want to talk about pricing? A Koufax rookie. Koufax, not nearly the market that Jim Brown has. Mm -hmm. Sells for probably about the same. A PSA 5, Brown probably outsells him by a little bit. But the okay. fact that Clemente outsells Jim Brown by as much as he does, I yeah. think is insane. So yeah, I think Jim Brown's a great buy. Okay. Even Lawrence Taylor, super high-end stuff, I don't think is a bad buy. He's had his off-field issues and stuff, but I think Lawrence Taylor's another one of those guys. Ryan, there you go. Uh, Tyler Rodriguez wants to know, prediction on this year's home run derby, is there typically a bump with the winner? No. Here's a random thing I heard, though. I don't think anybody cares about it enough to, uh, to affect their market. Is Albert Pujols in the in the home run derby this year? Normally, I would ask Mike, but Mike's checked out. He has like nine <laughs> other shows he's doing right now. He's not sure that he's busy. Um, you, home run derby. Can you ask the Google Alexa. Run. Where's Alexa? We don't. Surrey? We are a Google house. We are not an Amazon house. Okay. Um, let's see. Twenty twenty two MLB home run derby. Uh, it says Pujols. So that's a guy. Probably his last season, lock for the Hall of Fame. If he goes on and puts out a show, puts on a show, I don't think that'll happen, but I would love to see it. He's a, I mean, obviously a great player. Then that's the type of guy where, like, that could reignite the, like, hey, and this is kind of his farewell tour, although maybe it's not because he hasn't really announced. Like, I could see something like that happening. But a young guy, it's like, eh, 
like a Acuna or Soto that are also in there. I don't think really it, yeah, I anything. don't think anything happens if they win. If Pulho somehow beats the kids, yeah, that would be awesome to see. And okay. I think that would create a little bit of buzz in his market. Uh, Mike Wint. I know base is the devil, but does the sentiment the still hold true on hobby only products? For example, Contenders Optics is hobby only, whereas Prism is hobby and retail. Putting color and numbered cards aside. Would base from a hobbied only product still be considered the devil in your opinion? That's a good question. So obviously anything that has a ton of retail SKUs like Select, like Optic will have, like Prism, the print run is astronomically higher than a product like Optic Contenders. So even though there's base, so it's, it, this is kind of a two-part answer. Even though there are base in both, mm-hmm. well, first you have to examine though, the sentiment though is what he just said. Like when the prevailing sentiment is Base is the devil. Base is just overpopulated. It shouldn't be really expensive. It defies logic okay. to a degree, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden then like, yeah, Optic Contenders is way more short printed and it's a premium product. Yeah. So yeah, it's base, but, but it shouldn't. Yeah. It's a, but it, it's base period. The conversation ends. Yeah. So should it be a little bit more valuable? Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem with guys holding highly graded base from hobby only products like that. If you mm-hmm. can get into the price now, because I think when the market starts to come back around, I still think there's going to be a big fear of like, well, Prism should never get to those heights again, which yeah. I think is reasonable. But these, uh, so I think you'll see two things. Products like he mentioned, yes, it's based, but it is much more limited print. Yeah. Those would rebound heavy. And then also anything prior to 2018, because then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but the pop count is not nearly what it is in other years. Yeah. Maybe we see a rebound there. So I was thinking about this the other day <laughs> too, is that there are, I think I, for one, take this for granted and, and I forget about it. And I'm sure listeners do too, but this at the end of the day is still for a lot of people, a hobby and it. That means it's subjective to what people personally like and dislike. So even though the numbers may tell you like, oh, this should be more expensive or not, doesn't always mean that's the case. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Which by the way, I see that complaint a lot too. Like, oh, now it's just an investment thing. And even like with us, like you guys talk about the market. Let me talk about it, but we're all very actively involved in the hobby. And if that's your thing, like it's just a hobby, you don't want to make money off it and like get involved. I don't fault that at all. Like, awesome. I think we, I would like to see the growth there be in that, like that area where guys are just coming in for the love of like the hobby and they want to just collect. Absolutely. Um, Matt Zora has a bit, a little bit longer one, but I think it could be helpful for some. Uh, nonsense market perspective question for you both. I've been wanting to pick up a nice Bradshaw rookie. Hey, you know about that. Um, it's a PC card for him, but he needs to do a partial trade with a PSA 10 and an SGC 10 burrow rookie because the Bradshaw is a bit out of his cash budget. He's asked, should I be focused on taking advantage of the market to get my PC card? Or should I be worried about losing out on cash as the NFL market slash burrow hype, uh, affects it. So in basic terms, like I could trade the burrow now, but I'm not going to get as much for the burrow but I will get a better deal on Bradshaw or I could wait and the borough will be more expensive. I can get more for it. Mm-hmm. But what if Bradshaw also goes up? Yeah. I think it's more likely the borough pricing increases when the season starts. I don't know what's going to increase Bradshaw prices just because the season starts. I would be confident though, that Joe pricing is going to increase and Bradshaw quite frankly is cheap. So what did he say? Do you give values or any of this stuff? No. I mean like, so just to put in perspective, like a PSA seven Bradshaw, there's 750 of these things. I mean, it's 950 bucks, but that's been consistent for, that's only a two week scale. Let me give it like six months. 
yeah, like that is, that's way down from the average. Like these things in February of this year, mm-hmm. there was multiple sales, well over a thousand dollars, well over 1200 bucks. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know, like even PSA fives are only $300 right now. Here's the thing with Bradshaw. I feel like there could be a stigma because I view him not as a like well-defined athlete, but as a silly goofball because he's kind he's of portrayed. Yeah. That's, like the and, rom-coms and stuff. Yeah. And then like, you know, whatever else TV is on. Well, he's still on, uh, what is it, Fox? Yeah, so I wonder NFL if that coverage. does have any effect on his pricing at the end of the day. See, I think that that would help. Though. Like, I, I guarantee way more people know who Terry Bradshaw is than Roger Staubach. Oh, yeah, I would say. Like, my wife knows Terry Bradshaw. I mean, if failure nothing to else, launch, for Terry, I was going to say the McConaughey movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I, I don't think it hurts him, though. I think, if anything, it helps his popularity. And, and again, he's a guy, like, if he were to die, I think it would be a huge piece of news just because like you know people know him so all right so we're going to take a step back from mailbag for just a minute uh we have a guest like we teased at the beginning of the episode so leighton sheldon from just collect and vintage breaks is joining us leighton you have a green wall behind you let's just address that first what's going on here this is a green screen what is that It's, it's a green screen yes that makes me happy the man is, uh, he's ready for, vi- oh, there was someone over your shoulder. Who's the other guy in here? I don't Who's know white what's shirt? going on. What's- they're, trying <laughs> Tell- to, they're trying to take over. Tell White Shirt to get out of there. Uh, Layden, nice to meet you, by the way. I'm Jesse. Uh, I think we've texted a little bit, but yeah, thank yeah. you for coming on. My pleasure. So Layton- Thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, so we've got some big breaks coming up. We've kind of been teasing, but just honestly, we kind of want to ask like an open-ended question. Like, I think a lot of people in the hobby do know you but obviously a lot of our audiences spill over from Simmons or the ringer and they're just sports fans in general. So could you kind of like, how'd you get your start in the hobby? What's kind of like your elevator, not pitch, but like what's your, what's your standing in the hobby? What, what's your, you know, what a horrible question, by what's the way. What's your standing in the hobby? So, Mike, cut this whole interview. We're done. Who are yeah, you and like, what do wait, you do? Yeah. Where do you, what do you see yourself as? Like a, eight, a solid eight on a good day. Could you be a nine? No, I'm a six yeah. with a wrinkle. I really? Um, oh eight? my goodness. Interesting. <laughs> that's high bro i just want to stay in bed if he's an eight i'm a seven no i gotta be a four <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh, so um, once again uh gentlemen thanks for having me i really appreciate it uh, my name is leighton sheldon i'm the owner of just collect and vintage breaks and i got my start like many of us did as a young lad right you know trying to uh envision playing for the yankees one day or being believe it or not the jets quarterback uh, yes, my dad did infect me, uh, which is why my green screen is behind me. My dad's infected me with the Jets green ever since I was younger. You're um, as good as most so- Jets quarterbacks, just to be clear. You're, you're <laughs> oh, just about as talented. I'm 6'1". Six, I'm, six I'm under 200 pounds for the first time in a long time. Like, I'm ready to go today. Bro. You need a, you need a spot start? Like, I got a great arm. <laughs> Zach right. Wilson's out. I mean, Zach Wilson's busy anyway. So, okay, sorry. Not to interrupt. All right. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Zach Wilson... Um, uh, his post on social, like, did I miss anything? I mean, that was, you got to hand it to him, whether it be his social media team told him to do that or not. He's got a great sense of humor. That's for sure. He's a clever kid. So um, you've got yeah. physical locations. You're, you're, I know you do the breaks online. So the other thing too, like we've, we've talked about breaks and all that before vintage breaks though, is quite a bit different. Like what is kind of your niche break? So people can understand Absolutely. that. So first off, we're very proud to announce we just moved to Milburn, New Jersey. Uh, we're right down on 296 Milburn Ave, uh, which is very close to the downtown area, just minutes away from Short Hills Mall. And so what's really cool is I've been a card geek and, you know, a card lover since I was a kid. And yet this is the first time, even being in the hobby for several decades, that I really saw a place for a store 
right? A storefront as well as a store for just collective vintage breaks to operate out of. And uh, we're going to be having our grand opening on September 30th. Uh, it's on a Friday. So welcome you guys as well as anyone else who's in the area. Um, and the reason uh, we're so excited is because now Vintage Breaks, as you can see, is the green screen behind me. We're going to do live breaking seven days a week, albeit a little bit different than a lot of folks, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but we're going to do live breaking from our studio, which is in the same building as our offices. And in front of our offices is our retail store. So we have 3,000 square feet solely uh, devoted to baseball cards and the experience surrounding baseball cards. You know, I got some inspiration from my friends over at Bleecker as far as the way that, um, you know, the store is going to maybe look and feel. Um, But as far as vintage breaks goes and the breaks that we've, you know, brought to, uh, you know, the marketplace, it's a little bit different than most in that, you know, we're not sitting and breaking four cases of prison basketball in a given sitting or three cases of archives, you know, reserves or whatever the case is. Um, we might break it by the box. We might not break it at all, but rest assured what you can count on us for are really exciting vintage breaks. Anything from, for example, a 1952 tops baseball set break, which we'll get into in just a few minutes. Um, we've opened up the epic 1955 Bowman Cello Pack a few years ago at the National Sports Collectors Convention um, in Cleveland, where we pulled that epic Mickey Mantle. It got oh, great. I was there for that. Nine. I saw that. Yeah, it didn't it sell yeah. at the show? So it did not sell at the show. It's resold a few times, but the last time it sold, it just sold for over $350,000 um, at public at? auction. It was a nine, I'm right? Sorry. It was a nine. I actually watched the, that happen live in Cleveland on the main stage. You, oh, I, wow. That was before me and you were together. Yeah. yeah. That was nuts. Um, Wild, I, right? I, oh, man. 300 grand. What the heck? Yep. So can I ask you? His name is Layton. How dare you? Mr. Layton. Uh, nope. Layton is, is how I'm Have you spoken to him. before? Layton, I got a question for you. Um, the market in general, I, I think what you're doing is awesome, but the guys that were, are listening to this podcast probably want to know most about the vintage market in general and how it's doing as that is your kind of like go-to business practice. How do you feel it's going right now? Is it picked up at all or is it staying steady? I guess I would say during this downturn, Jesse, great question. If we're talking about the last 12 months or the last 30 days, it's a little bit different, right? So for those of you who are listening to this podcast and have either dabbled in cards or been in it for a little bit, there is a downturn right now, meaning things are a little bit softer, but make no mistake, they're down across the economy, right? People are upset they're paying $5 for gasoline. Um, they can't get the same value of the supermarket. They used to get, you know, bags of grapes and bags of bananas. And now they're lucky if they get like two, you know, two grapes and a banana when they leave the supermarket with the same money. So mm-hmm. I do believe we're finally starting to see a trickle down effect, not just with prices cooling off in our, in our hobby, but also because of what's going on in the world, not just our country, but around the world. Um, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, people's purchasing power, whether it be you're buying fruits and vegetables, you're paying your rent, you're paying for your gas or baseball cards, it gives you less buying power. So it does, it means that demand is a little bit lower. However, what is really nice about vintage is it's, it's very consistent. So even if things are down or a little bit flat right now for vintage, they're not getting destroyed the way that some of the modern cards went from making it up. I saw this thing on IG about a Steph Curry tops rookie sold for this here and just sold for, you know, over here, like vintage can soften up a little bit, but the beautiful thing about vintage that I've seen been doing this for a few decades is at a certain point, people aren't going to sell their Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. They just don't care. They won't right. do it. 
Yep. They won't recycle and, and get rid of their Jackie Robinson cards or memorabilia because it's just too important to them. Whereas if you have a number Darius Garland rookie, I don't know why he came to mind, but you can't honestly tell me unless you're a fan of his team that you're, you have so much attachment to that card. That's why you're seeing these wild swings in modern. Cause unless it's a Luca and even Luca in some cases, right. And some of the higher end guys, oh, like yeah. Trout, they're seeing big, pretty big downturns because at the end of the day, forget about being in the hall of fame or winning a championship. I believe that people covet the best. And yep. I believe that if people come into our space, meaning the hobby is our space, whether it be you start off with memorabilia, whether it be you start off with cards, you're ultimately going to gravitate towards the best of in that space. And make no mistake, even though the gold is regularly selling million-dollar cards at auction that are modern, to me, and I had a lot of folks ask me, both in the Vintage Breaks Just Collect community and just folks that are able to find me on IG and just message me and say, hey, Lee, what do you think about such and such versus this. And I'm like, listen, listen, nine out of 10 times, I'm going to elect to buy the vintage card because it's a little bit safer. It may not be as sexy on the upward or the downward plight, but it's absolutely safer. And I think it's a longer term bet because ultimately I believe fanatics um, leading the charge over the next 10 years or so in our hobby, followed by a lot of other great companies, they're going to bring in more people. More people means more demand. And there mm -hmm. is a finite amount of vintage where if you haven't caught on yet, guess what? Whoever's running Panini next year, whoever's running tops, it doesn't matter. There's going to be like 13 different variations of a rookie <laughs> right. and you're going to be yeah. left scratching your, your melon. Like, which one do I buy? Yeah. And so it's just, it's not, even though it may seem overbearing or overwhelming on vintage, it's actually much simpler. Clemente has, for the most part, one rookie card. You yeah. can argue for Mantle that he's got two, but there's not 11. There's not yeah. 17. There's no such thing as a rainbow unless you want to own the, um, that card in every grade. Um, you know, rainbow means different things in modern versus vintage. Yeah. So with that being said, I think this is a good segue into what we're excited about. Hang on one second before you do this. Why? I think what we've learned here, this is how Leighton is losing weight. Melon, banana, grape. He's a fruit man. That's what I took <laughs> out of this whole, fruit, whole discourse. I, I played tennis this morning. So I play tennis several See? days a week and, uh, you know, wow. I don't want to get off track. Tennis just, and fruit. No, I'm glad that you I don't want to get off track, but I think that was a very abundant thing. People will tell you what they're doing. If you just listen. So we teased it Mike, earlier that we, Thank you. we teased earlier that there's a chance that the listener in this audience could actually attain a mantle card. And maybe we can go ahead and get into what we're collaborating on for this coming week. Uh, the big 52 break. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So before I tell you about the actual um, break we're collaborating on, I think it would um, be of great value to your audience to understand what a set break is. Yes. This is um, what, because again, you talked about real quickly, you talked about, yeah, we'll do some prism in this, but really the focus, what you guys become known for is what's called a set break. So yeah, if you could explain that, that would be a great starting point for our audience. Absolutely. So the difference between a set break and some other forms of break uh, breaks are if you participate in a random team break or a random division break, you might not actually get a card. You may not actually get an item. And, you know, there's not many feelings that are worse than losing money um, and losing money doing something you have fun doing. But I can tell you that when folks lose money and they don't get anything in a break, that is really um, what I built Vintage Breaks on as far as our credo meaning I like everyone to get something in a break. It may not mm. be great. It may not be valuable. And so thus the segue to set breaks. 
So the reason um, we uh, decided to start rolling out set breaks is simply it, it fit um, with what our audience was looking for. And mm-hmm. what a set break is specifically, an example uh, of the 1952 top set, is a set consists of a certain amount of cards. So depending on the set, it will have a different number of cards. In this case, in the 1952 Tops baseball set break that we're all collaborating on, there's 407 mm-hmm. cards. And if you buy one spot in it for $395, you're guaranteed to get one random card. And what that means to your listeners is you don't get a random card kind of as we go. You know, so in other words, we sold a bunch of spots and then we're going to random off those spots that we just sold and someone's going to get a card. No, what we do it in a way where it we, we create this excitement, this pent up, everyone gets so pumped up when they get their spot because as soon as you get down to the nitty gritty, believe it or not, we've had people offer more money than the spots are selling for after the set break is sold out because people really see the excitement that's surrounding, for example, a break like this. So to get back to center, what a set break is in this case is if you buy one spot, you'll get one random card, but we will not give away the cards from the set break until every spot has been sold in the break. Therefore, if there's 407 spots spoken for, there's 407 cards in the set. We're going to randomize everything for you live. We're going to do the break on card shop live on the app. So folks and your entire audience will be able to enjoy that um, from Vintage Breaks. And we will do that after every spot is accounted for. So make no mistake, if you buy five spots, you're going to guarantee yourself to get five cards for the 1952 top set break. So you could get, theoretically, a Mickey Mantle, a Willie Mays, a Jackie Robinson, a Roy Campanella. The list goes on and on. But in a nutshell, that's what a set break is. So what's nice is you're guaranteed to get an authentic 1952 Tops card. And because we have such a cool promotion we're doing together, if you buy that spot through Card Shop Live's app, if the card isn't already graded, and there's a few dozen cards graded in this break, um, if it's ungraded and you buy it through the Card Shop Live app, we're going to get it graded for you and facilitate the whole process for free with our friends from SGC. There you go. And just to touch on some of the cards. That's I mean, pretty exciting, actually. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you get the free grade. I mean, obviously, the monster here. The mantle is a PSA 1, no qualifiers. Yes. I mean, the centering's tough, but the, I told Jesse, this is actually a really clean example of a 1. It's a In gorgeous, that- gorgeous 1. In that condition, I mean, I, I think based on recent sales, it's probably rated fifty grand. Is that kind of where you guys have it roughly? I think somewhere in that forty to fifty thousand dollar neighborhood, right? You know, for those out there that are listening, and I could geek out all day with you guys. There's a big difference when you auction something versus you sell it outright, and so that's going to be a whole other episode. So that's why I'm giving the range to your audience. You know, in other words, if it was my car, oh, I price it at fifty thousand bucks, and if you don't like it, you know, kind of pound sand. Um, but if you sold it at auction, I think it would be in that range. Yeah. So, cool. I mean, that is obviously the monster chase. The Jackie Robinson's a PSA 3. The Maze is a PSA 3. But, yeah, we're going to take any cards sold through our platform. So, spots will go on sale tomorrow morning, roughly 10 o'clock uh, in the morning. You just go on uh, under the Vintage Breaks shop on the app. You'll see there. And we'll be promoting it all over the place. You go in, $395. bucks. we are also going to be giving away a couple spots for free to our audience uh, Eddie from Geo Breaks is buying a bunch of spots to include in his repack because he wants to just kind of build up more excitement as well. We're giving one away to his audience. So yeah, that is kind of our big thing. And then you'll get to see the break live, which would be cool. Um, I am curious. I've actually not watched a lot of the set breaks. I always see the highlights of, you know, bang, here's the Jordan. 
when it comes to the actual random, you said you do that live. Do you reveal the whole list all at once? So we should talk about it offline, but generally what we do with a set break like this being so um, many cards, we'll yep. choose like the top 10%. So we'll probably choose 40 cards that will show off live. And then in the case of, for example, the mantle or the maze or any of the other big hits like the Jackie, we'll actually try to call the winner live on the phone. And we've nice. had some really great, you know, like in some cases, the wife doesn't know that the husband was in on the break <laughs> and some other cases, you know, it might be the wife that bought the spot and the husband doesn't know, like, I didn't know you collect cards. So there's been some funny moments on some of cool. our, our bigger wins. And I, I really feel, forget about for vintage breaks. I would really love to see that kind of personal, you know, uh, attention brought to, um, all of the breakers and really trying to connect with the customers so that it's not just a numbers game. It's not just dollars and cents. But, you know, you really you have some compassion for someone who just got maybe a life-changing card and you figure yeah. out where they were at the moment when they found out. It's kind of fun to experience it like that. That's actually kind of what I was trying to allude to because I've seen you guys do that thing live and I was like, I hope that's going to be the case here because I think it'd be cool to call somebody. That'd be Absolutely. fun too, like the Mantle winner, have him on the podcast for like five minutes. I mean, Jesse hates that idea. I hate every idea of you wanting to bring on a rando oh, onto the audience because it's like, yeah, I did win. It was cool. Okay. Like, you don't contribute. No, I'm just kidding. You're doing so much better than that. Uh, um, so yeah, the break goes on sale tomorrow. Spots will only be on sale for the first five days, correct? Either at Vintage Breaks or on Card Shop Live. So those are kind of the two exclusive correct. places to get them. If you um, buy through us, though, there's SGC grading involved. Correct. Yep. And which, is, which, is, which is big. Make no mistake. There's a oh, hundred high number of cards. So, you know, there's definitely cards in the set break. You want full disclosure for your audience. You might get a card that's only worth 20 or 30 bucks. However, a fact that's really important to know, everyone understands if you hit the mantle, then you hit pay dirt, right? Sure. But what one, approximately 100 of the 407 cards are from what's known as the high number series. And so the high number series, without giving a history lesson and sounding like the true card nerd that I am, um, a lot of the high number cards ended up in the ocean, discarded by tops back in the 1950s because they literally couldn't sell them to anyone. So the point is, is that even a high number common in reasonable conditions, going to be hundreds of dollars. So to be nice. able to get that graded for free by SGC, if you purchase your spot through the Card Shop Live app, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, we agree. No, we, we're, we're happy to work with you guys. We're happy to work with SGC. And we're hoping like the set breaks is something that kind of becomes a more consistent thing on our app. Because I do, I think it's totally different. I'm super curious to see the people who buy these spots because I think it's a totally different audience than we're used to. You know, I don't know how many guys are chasing a 2020 Luca and are chasing, you know, a 52 mantle. So I think it's a cool, I think it's just cool that it's something different and there's some, you know, you're guaranteed to hit something. So yeah, we're excited. Spots go on sale tomorrow, $3.95 a spot on Card Shop Live. Our Card Shop What's live. the name of the company we Card own? Shop Live. Is that it? You okay. said it right. Card yeah, Shop Live app. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and yeah, Leighton, as we get close to having this thing filled, we I think we'll probably do like an Instagram Live as well. But I think it'd be cool to have you back on, maybe even just after the fact, like, hey, here's the results of the grades or whatever, just to kind of give people a conclusion to it. So yeah, appreciate you taking some time with us. Uh, I hate the Absolutely. Jets and the Yankees, so I'm glad we got away from that topic early. <laughs> and, you know, if my Patriots dominate the Jets, maybe we'll invite you back on. <laughs> Leighton. Thank there you, you again, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the time, Late. We'll catch you later. Thanks for having me. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Right, Bye-bye. Okay, so there you go. That is Leighton Sheldon of Vintage Breaks and Just Collect. Uh, they're opening the shop. The break's going to be awesome. He said off air he's going to be giving a spot away to our audience. We'll have more information about that. Uh, but yeah, the big thing, 395 bucks a spot goes on sale tomorrow morning. So Friday yep. morning on Card Shop Live app. 
uh, and we really are going to make a big push to have this pulled by the yelled. national. I want to see this thing literally yelled. I think it'll be amazing. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm pumped. So, anyways, that's your show. We went long. Mike just came on, and yelled at us. It's funny he wasn't yelled. here. wasn't here the whole show. Literally Jade yelled. carries the torch. Mike comes in and shuts it down. So we are done. That is sports cards nonsense. Sparked by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We're back next week, Monday, Thursday, as normal. Week after that is the week of national. Take a breath. Uh, we will be live again, but kind of a different schedule. So we'll see you all then. Go download the app, buy your spot. Goodbye.